And I'm Becca. This is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. Long time no chat. A lot has happened since our last episode. Um, I am now a mom. Uh, if you haven't heard, uh, I have a baby boy. His name is Porter. He was born um, exactly one month ago today on August 20th. Um, so if you've missed us, that's why we've been a little absent. We're just kind of taking out a maternity leave right now. Both Bucca and I are just taking a break from the podcast to focus on our kids a little bit. Um, but uh, Becca was kind enough to get this episode recorded um, for us in advance. So I actually haven't listened to this episode yet, but she promised she promises it's going to be a really great episode for you guys. So hello from the future <laughs> um, of when this episode was recorded about a month in the future. Um, but Becca is joined by Miss Megan Harris today, and they just want to chit chat about farmers markets and their experience um, with the farmers markets and all the different things that go along with that. Like I said, I haven't listened to it yet, um, so I I can't really tell you what this episode is about other than farmers markets, and that Megan has a really great accent. Those are kind of the things that Becca um, talked to me about in advance. So, uh, before we get into that, um, just wanted to give you guys a quick rundown. Hopefully, we are going to be back um, with weekly episodes starting this week. I think next week it's going to be me on my own again, just kind of talking about my experience um, having Porter and everything, um, how the first month of being a mom is going. So I will probably put up a Q&A thing on Instagram so you guys can send me questions. So if you're pregnant and you have questions about like labor, because um, I know for me that was kind of the scary unknown. Um, or if you are a first time mom and you want to just chit chat with me, or if you are thinking about becoming pregnant, or if you have um, concerns about being a farmer and being pregnant or, you know, anything along those lines, I'm pretty much an open book. So feel free to send me any questions that you have. Um, I'm not an expert, obviously, by any means. I've only been doing this for a month, but any way that I could help um, make this process easier for you or if you have any questions that are kind of making you nervous, if you just need like a friendly, friendly voice to kind of like guide you through some things, let me know. I would be more than happy to help you out with that. Um, so that's going to be next week, and then from there, hopefully Becca and I can get back together and start making some new content for you guys. Um, I know on, on my end, we are getting into the harvest season, um, which thankfully I am going to be kind of taking a back seat on that this year, and my mom is going to be taking over my job for me mostly, um, for me during harvest, and I'll just be kind of filling in whenever she doesn't want to go out. Um, and she will babysit for me. So um, hopefully I can get some good content recorded for you guys during that time. So if you want to see more of the har cranberry harvest, hopefully I can get some good footage for you guys. But anyway, um, let's get back into some highs and lows. So because uh, I feel like today, today was just a day for me. Today was kind of like the first day um, where it was just 
everything was overwhelming. <laughs> we are still working on our um, addition to our house. So if you missed it, we have been, we built on an entire new addition to our house. So I think we started this process like in March or April. We wanted a new bedroom, bathroom, and closet kind of added on to the side of our house. And it's, it's almost done. But today there's just a lot of a lot of noisy construction going on. Um, Bear was just all over the place this afternoon and Porter has been dealing with a lot of gas. <laughs> so he was very fussy today and he didn't sleep hardly at all last night um, and took like a very short nap this morning and was just fussy and crying all afternoon. And today was like the first day where I felt like, holy shit, this is, this is a lot <laughs> to handle. Um, but thankfully he kind of calmed down right before Dan came home. So as soon as Dan walked in, I just passed him off. I said, here, hold, hold him. I want to get this episode recorded, um, the intro recorded and edited. So just, just take him. Um, so this is my, this is my time away to just vent for a second. So, um, but I mean, if that's the lowest of my lows, I think I'm doing pretty okay. Um, as far as a high goes, let's see. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I've just been, this whole, this whole experience has just been a high for me. Like this whole month has pretty much just been a high. So that's, that's a super cheesy answer, but I'm just, I'm just very happy and very thankful for everything that's going on right now. So, um, that's, that's a high. I'm going to say, I'm going to use the easy, <laughs> easy way out for that one. Other, other than that, uh, my high is also that our construction is almost done. So I'm hoping maybe by this weekend we will be able to start moving some stuff in in the room um, and kind of get the nursery set up because we don't have a nursery yet. Thankfully, we have just been keeping Porter in the bassinet by the side of um, our bed right now. But otherwise, like his changing table um, and dresser and everything are just crammed into our living room. So we have no room out there. Um, so I'm really excited to get his own room set up so we have space in our house again. I'm just very excited for that to happen. Um, so I guess it kind of ties into my goals is to get that done this weekend. Um, I think it's it's supposed to be like kind of chilly this weekend, like 60s, and I'm, I'm excited for that. We also have um, a cranberry festival this weekend that I'm excited where this is the first weekend that we don't have that my family isn't working during this cranberry festival so I'm very excited just to kind of like chill and not have to worry about that which is going to be very nice anyway uh that'll give me time to focus on getting things set up in our house and having it start feel like a home again instead of just this big construction site because your girl's getting sick of it <laughs> um anyway that is going to be kind of a quick intro for you guys. Um, oh, and also, Becca wanted to um, have me give you guys a little trigger warning in advance. Um, Megan does talk about losing um, uh, her baby in this episode. I'm not sure the extent she goes into it, um, but if you are sensitive to miscarriage, um, just please be mindful that is going to be brought up. Um, so, Megan... Uh, I am very sorry to hear that, uh, sending, sending you lots of love and, and big hugs. So, um, if that is a, a trigger for you guys, just, 
just be aware. So without further ado, here is Becca and Megan talking about farmer's markets and I don't know what else. So hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you next week. All right, everyone. I am super excited because we have a very special guest tonight. We have Megan Harris. Um, and I'm I'm not going to say that I didn't ask her to be on just because I love her accent, but it was it was kind of a, a no brainer. So thank you for being here, Megan. Thank you for inviting me in my, you know, Alabama trash can accent. <laughs> <laughs> I could just listen to it all day, though. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. So um, I, first off, I love following you on Instagram. Um, I love following you on your adventures and you're really big into farmer's markets and you are the director of a farmer's market, correct? Yes. Awesome. So before we get into all the farmer's market fun, do you just want to tell me a little bit about yourself, um, where you live, your family, social security number, you know, the basics? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I know my whole social security number at this point. (laughs) I have so many kids. I'm keeping up with theirs. I'm pretty sure between me and my kids, we've used up every number that's possible. (laughs) But so my name is Megan Harris. I live in right on the border of North Carolina and Virginia. I could literally walk to the Virginia line. I'm originally from Virginia, but I married a dude from North Carolina and that's where I live now. (laughs) I manage the downtown South Boston farmer's market and that's over the Virginia line. So that's in Virginia. Um, And me and my husband and all of our boys, three boys, live on a small farm here in Carolina. So we do things like I raise chickens. I think I have like 180. It's so bad. It's such an addiction. It's definitely the gateway drug of at home. (laughs) Um, Because I have more coming and I just let chickens set. And so there's baby chickens and it's it's just, it's crazy. Um, I have goats, Kiko goats, purebred. Then I have, we have like um, two eye jack quarter horses and we'll raise like a big garden and, oh, and we raise hay. So that's kind of what we do farm wise. And then we just started a new septic business. <laughs> Ooh. So that's, that's fun too. We call it Harrison Sons, Harris and Sons Septic LLC. And we want your stinking business. So if you're if you're in North <laughs> Carolina, call me to pump your septic tank. <laughs> That's a classy motto. I like it. I like, dude. There's so many good ones. Like the guy that really got us into it. His name is Scotty Pierce. And the, on their trucks, they have yesterday's meals on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> That's like so awful, but I like it. I wanted to put on the back of ours. I wanted to put. We take your. And then a poop emoji with a smile. But my mom was real big at the Baptist church and she was going to get embarrassed. So I had to do more classy, you know. (laughs) That's funny. So is that like your husband's full-time gig then? Well, no, actually it's the, it's, I started it. Um, He got into it. Scotty kind of talked him into it. He was a general contractor. He still does carpenter work and we build houses and stuff, but he's older than me and we kind of needed something to where we didn't need so much labor. So we met up with Scotty and he was like, dude, y'all need to get a pumper truck. And so I filed the LLC myself in Carolina and we both took the new firm class and I literally found a truck. It took me six months to find a truck and I found it in Denver, Colorado. Like, and they had to ship it all the way to North Carolina. Oh, And so that's when we, and we just got started a couple weeks ago. So that he, 
I use, I take all the calls and handle the paperwork and he, you know, digs the tank or whatever and pumps it. And I, it's an under CDL truck. And so I can drive, I like driving the truck. My dad was a truck driver. Girl, I was made to drive a big truck. Like, I am not kidding. It is so empowering. Empowering. Like, I will literally, I'm just like Amber in the dump truck, man. It's cool. Like, it makes you feel so good. And let me tell you, it's got the little city horn, and then it's got the country horn. And if you see me, you best believe I'm holding it down. Like, it's so bad. I embarrass the crap out of Joe all the time when I drive. But it's so much fun. And that truck's not that big. And so you can get around really easy. Like, I love it. I love it. So that's kind of our newest little venture that's kind of fun. And hopefully the boys will stay into it and, you know, take it over. Well, it's one of those things that's never really going to go away. There's always going to be a need for it. So like funeral homes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so bad. My dark homes and shit tanks. Yep. <laughs> we're going to dude. we're going to get whoever listens to this is going to be like, what kind of dark freaking humor does this? country accent girl have but i mean for real that's what it is amber's uh, never gonna let me pick guests again <laughs> dude i think it's funny though like i told joe we named it harrison sons we got three sons our youngest is 10 months old true is 10 months old and i told him i said okay the next baby i guarantee our luck since we named it harris and sons is gonna be a girl and he said oh well we'll see and then like a couple weeks ago I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, oh, that was such a surprise. I don't even feel bad. Like, I don't feel pregnant at all. And I could not believe it when he was like, you, he said, you know, you should probably go ahead and take some tests. I went to the Dollar General at 430 in the afternoon and got two tests. And I was like, oh, you know, it'll take a minute and maybe it'd be a little faint line. Girl, at 430 in the afternoon, they were like bold print. Like they lit up like Christmas trees. <laughs> And I got to thinking about it. I've been so busy trying to get this business started. I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know what? You know what? I bet I, that's, I haven't even thought about it. That's why it's no telling how pregnant I am. I got a doctor's appointment in a couple of weeks. So when you have the fourth one, it's like, should I even make a doctor's appointment? <laughs> Might as well just wait until this thing pops itself out, eh? Yeah. Like, should, can I just get a bathtub and have it here? Like, <laughs> Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's so I told him it was y'all's fault because y'all have like squishy babies, and I can't out my ovaries were exploding. They are pretty cute. So like, yeah, we'll probably take bets, but it'll probably be a girl. You're you're probably right. We'll see. Like I'm, I think it's funny because I I don't feel any different. I I didn't get really sick with Truett either, but it's just funny because I'm like, usually I would know, which I guess I've been busy too. But like you watch, Joe's mortified. He's like, oh my god, no. <laughs> How far along are you then? I think that I'm at least 10 weeks. I didn't know I was pregnant. Yeah, I know. I used to make fun of those people and now I'm one of those people. Well, it's funny because with your first baby, you like make your appointment and they tell you, okay, you got to be at least eight weeks and you lie because you want to get there earlier, you know? Uh -huh. And with this one, I'm like, I called and I was like, okay, so what's the cutoff? Like, when, when do I have to be there? And they're like 16 weeks. I was like, I got time. We're good. <laughs> That's good. Well, at least everything's going well so far. So, oh yeah. It's and it probably fun. helps that you're so busy. It's time's probably just flying by too. Oh yeah. Well, I told them I would literally have the baby here and not worry about it. But with these boys, I would literally 
push out a baby at like three o'clock and they'd be ready for me to fix them some pizza rolls at like five. <laughs> and so I would whole lot rather just have my nice 24 hour stay at Duke Regional where they feed me and I don't have to do anything but watch TV. Like, yeah. Yep. Keep the kids like, at home. Have a little vacation. Yeah. Have a little bit. Va- Even my husband comes home because he's got to check on the animals. I'm like, okay, I'll pop the baby out. Bye. Like you can go home now because he ain't going to do nothing. Everybody else. I'm so jealous. Everybody else's husband will be there and they'll be like, holding the baby and so happy and I like my husband's like that's cool all right (laughs) gotta go it's because the hospitals that when he gets home he's all snuggled wants to snuggle with it all the time but in the hospital it's like he gets gets weary at hospitals he doesn't like hospital feels at all you know Joey's kind of the same way like he stays with me but I mean he had to go home and do like chores and stuff and then he comes back but he just yeah he doesn't he doesn't love to be there so I was really happy they let us out well, we had to stay there at least 24 hours to like get yeah. his newborn stuff. And then they were like, did you want to stay another night? And we're like, no, like, let's yeah. get out of here. This is, <laughs> I don't need you checking on me every four hours for my vitals. I'll, I'll go home. Yeah. Well, like with, with, um, with Truett, I remember Joe, cause I, when I had Ryan pushed him out in 25 minutes, Joe was mortified the whole time. It was the first day. He was like, oh my God, this is not a drill. Okay. And then with Peyton, he was like, oh, we're good, you know, kind of still a little bit. And then with Truett, I swear, we were watching Gunsmoke on the TV. He was sitting in the rocking chair, and he was like, are you good? And I'm, like, pushing. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And, like, pop, a baby comes out. <laughs> and then I'm holding the baby, and, like, he'll step up and be like, oh, yeah, he's real good looking. And then he sits down, and he's like, okay, nurse, fix it. Like, <laughs> because – I had, it was so weird because this, um, what do you call it? One of those trainees was in there. It was a dude and it was a trainee from the army in there, like training to be in bed or whatever. He was holding one of my legs. Dude's name was Kevin. Never met him in my life. I met him three seconds before I started pushing my baby out. And then my other nurse, Janelle, was on one leg and Dr. Avery was at the end. I literally pushed one time and Trude was like, hey, y'all, what up? <laughs> I'm here. Here we go. So I feel like this one, you're you're not going to make it to the hospital, but hopefully you at least get to go, you go to go stay there. I like that epidural. Oh God, yeah. This water's nice. Everybody's like, I don't want to, I don't want to get the epidural to the end. Why not? Because let me tell you, you've been sore the whole time. That epidural is the best thing for it. Mm -hmm. You sit in that bed. I watch that. I watch football movies. I can't remember what that, um, like Friday Night Lights and stuff. I was, I remember getting my first epidural and watching that like varsity blues and just sitting there like, this is what heaven is made of. Like, <laughs> like, what is this? And like with Peyton and true, the same thing. I was like, why wouldn't you? Especially when you're getting pumped full of Pitocin or something. If you're like getting induced, I'll just sit there like, man, I'll sit here all day. <laughs> Forget that. Like, yeah, epidurals are, they're nice. Even if half of them and it's like so peaceful. I don't want to be screaming when my baby comes to the world. I might traumatize him. <laughs> oh, that is funny. All right, no. not to switch topics from babies, but well, one, I, I hope it's a girl, and then your husband's probably not going to know what to do with himself. Yeah. <laughs> with a girl. Neither okay. you, though. Like, that'll be weird. Um, okay, so back to the farmer's markets. Oh, yeah. How long, how long have you been in charge of the one? Okay, so right before COVID hit, so last, not last December, but December before last, I got a call and they wanted a new manager, or not a new manager, the other manager was stepping down, and they needed a manager, and I took took the job, and that's when I became manager, um, 
And it was so weird. I was kind of scared and nothing was normal because COVID hit. We had all these regulations. It was insane. But we like, we kept pivoting and we still got to open because we did like a drive through. So that was kind of cool. And, you know, I, I was able to get my feet wet. And then this year it's been a hundred times better because I feel a lot more confident. Um, but before, before I was manager, I was a vendor. I'm trying to think back in 2013, I graduated from college at Virginia tech in 2013 and moved me and Joe moved in together. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> this is, I hope no nuns are listening to this because they're throwing holy water at the pot at their earphones. But me and Joe moved in together and grew a big garden that year. And I started selling at the farmer's market and I sold like every year until I had my second kid. And then it was just, Cause I, you compete with old people there that girl, I bet they get up at four o'clock in the morning and your girl couldn't get to the market. They got to the market at six and I was out there like with a flashlight, like picking beets and stuff. And with two kids trying to get everybody ready and to go, it was just insane. So I, I think I, my last year as a vendor was like maybe a year or two before I was uh, um, the manager, but like 10 10 recommend being a manager because girl it's awesome you get all the cool perks like I, I love it it's it's nice because not only are you like supporting your local agriculture food hub but you're really being able to like get dirt like down and dirty with the farmers and helping them as an individual market their businesses you know and it's just really fun I talk with my hands it's really weird it's a Ricky Bobby thing um so it's kind of cool. I really like it. I, I think that I don't see me not wanting to be a manager for like a long, 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 long time. And it's time consuming, but it's one of those things where it's a lot of marketing in it and it's a lot of talking to people <laughs> and I'm really good at both those things. So There you go. It works out really well. So do you sell anything anymore though then, or do you just strictly mark or manage it? Yeah, so I've got a really good friend, Melissa Nelson. She's got Little Nelson Farms. She comes and, like, I'll sell, like, eggs. And if we have any over, like, stock from the garden, I'll bring it. And she kind of works together, and she'll, like, you know, sell it for me so that I can do my manager deal. Because we're a 504C3 nonprofit now, officially. Like, this year, we are officially a nonprofit. And so – um we do a lot of like giveaways and um, a lot of fun little programs for kids and adults too. And it's a lot to kind of keep up with if you're trying to sell, because you got to be able to like walk around and get feedback and kind of be there to, to man that station um, at the market manager table. So that's fun. I mean, I like it a lot. I get, you meet lots of interesting people. That Farmers is for and sure. customers alike. Like it's a lot of interesting things that go down. Yeah. I noticed that as a vendor, like the more you talk to people, the people like will come in randomly or they'll be on vacation and they're like telling you their life story. And you're just like, uh, okay, like, well, yeah. you want to buy some beef or. <laughs> yeah. Well then that, and like we, it's our markets like right in downtown South Boston. So it's like a strip. It's like right behind a strip of stores, like local businesses. And so 
I like work really close with the people downtown and like the downtown merchants. So people that come to the farmer's market, like we encourage them to shop there too. So it's kind of cool because it's my hometown and you feel like you're promoting your hometown and you get all the good feels like. Yeah. And when you can bring in new people to not only support local farmers, but also the local businesses, yeah. that's kind of neat that everything can kind of intertwine like that. Yeah. And, and you get, I mean, like we have a lot of like nonprofit, other nonprofit organizations and stuff. And I'll try to like get kind of like the community more involved. Like even like sometimes we'll have like a fire truck come in and we'll do like a touch a truck thing, or we'll do some kind of a fundraiser for like the, our future farmers of America chapters are there. So we try to kind of help them with their fundraisers and um, different church groups will come and the lab the local library like we were big and helping them get their imagination Dolly Parton imagination library in our in our part of the state so kind of help doing stuff like that and it's just kind of you get to work with like all kinds of people and that's what and like local extension comes down and they'll do little tutorials I think my baby's crying I'm gonna grab him real quick okay yeah well, like this week is actually national, like what, Farmer's Market Week or something, or it might be just for the state of Virginia, but. I think I know. heard something about that. Yeah, well, they didn't really announce it until a little later or something, or either I missed the, I, to be honest with you, they probably emailed me a month ago and I probably didn't even, <laughs> it didn't register. And we've had so much kind of going on that I'm sure I missed it. But anyway. So, um, this week I kind of partnered with another local farm that's a wholesaler. Um, I actually grew up with the people it's Reese farms incorporated and, um, they grow, they're really big in growing cantaloupes and watermelons and stuff. So I'll go and get, I'll go and get a load of like cantaloupes and watermelons or something from them and give them away at the market. Like, I'll tell them like, you know, you spend $10 with any vendor or combination of vendors, you get like a free watermelon or cantaloupe. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you we'll have a pretty, do you have a pretty big market then? Like how many vendors do you have? We'll have anywhere from like 10 to like sometimes 20 on big event days, but like on weekends, like any normal weekend that's on Saturdays will be like 10 to 15, but okay, it's, so it's still, decent size. Well, it sounds like a lot of vendors, but we're still kind of small. But um, we're still, like, we have, like, a shelter. So it's not indoor, it's an outdoor market. And we have, like, a little, like, shelter they can get under. And it's parking spots up under there. So basically your spot's like a parking spot. Oh, and you okay. can fix it however you want to. And we have some tables they can use or they can bring their own. And some people just back their trucks there and sell out the back of their truck or something. And, you know... The, our prime time is like eight to 12. So they'll try to stay there like that whole time to sell everything. And a lot of them will sell out because dude, I think every old lady in the County will get up in there and drive in their Buicks to our farmer's market to get silver queen corn every year. Anybody that brings, I don't care any kind of corn, early corn. They don't care about late corn. They don't care about peaches and cream. Nope. Do you say silver queen? I've seen a I've seen an old lady go the wrong. It's a one way street. Go the wrong way and do a U turn, and come back to the market and buy out buy it out. Like it's I don't just know if I've had that kind. Most I? people are I don't, I don't know if I've had that kind. I've seen most people they sell peaches and cream up here. 
Yeah. Well, it's like most people will grow something different because like Silver Queen takes forever to grow. Oh. It's long. I think I think it's 80. It might be 70 or 80 days. But when you can get peaches and oh, there he is. I can hear him. <laughs> like some of it, you know, at the market, the thing is, is the people that have stuff like corn and tomatoes early will sell out more. Like you want to be one of the first ones to get certain things in because then when those things are in season and a lot of people have them, you know, you don't sell out as much. Hey, you want some of these little fruits? Yeah. Down? Especially too, like I know when I see sweet corn, uh, there's a lot of people, we live in a bunch of small little towns. There's just a lot of people that will sell it on like the street or whatever. And when you're driving through and you see sweet corn for the first time, you're going to stop and get it. Like those yeah. people sell out immediately when yeah. it first comes out. And then like later in the season, it's like, all right, I've had it quite a few times now. So yeah, well, it's like the tomatoes, when somebody gets the vine ripening tomatoes, when they come in, people will go nuts and you can sell tomatoes for like $2 a pound. But then, um, you know, when they've been in a few weeks, people if you're not can if they're not canning them who is this <laughs> eh, I don't know. if they're not canning them then you know they don't stop to get them you know what i mean so it's like it's one of those deals where i don't know what the phone is it's just gonna ring whatever <laughs> i had to get a landline because our service is so bad here for the septic business like our service is so bad cell phone wise because we live next to a lake that you can't I couldn't if I didn't have cable internet I couldn't even be talking to you right now it's insane I say you got good uh service we got a good connection at least oh yeah but but yeah my also like my vendors that that grow things early too to where they can come to the market earlier like the ones that do like some cold weather gardens like broccoli and cabbage I see them being more successful throughout the season because people have seen their face every week or more because they've been there earlier than the ones that just show up mid season. Yeah. But it's because, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was say you kind of, you get to like get regular customers, which yeah. I last year, I didn't notice that quite as much, but I think with COVID last year, like at our markets were not quite as busy as, uh -huh. Um, as they were. And I only last year did the one, which was only once a month, but this year that I do a Saturday one or was doing yeah. a Saturday one, I noticed that like the same people come every week, you know, some people get like the same things. And now I've got some beef customers that will come and like try a different cut every time, or, you know, grab a couple pounds of ground beef and stuff. So it's kind of yeah. nice to get that reoccurring person. And then, you know, every time you see them, you form that relationship with them, which is kind of the whole yeah. point of a farmer's market but yeah and they gain it like you gain their trust that way and even I've seen people especially with Melissa being there because I'm able to kind of look from the outside in on her conversations with people and stuff like I can see people they'll come to her for a certain like for sweet onions because she gets these ultra sweet onions from somewhere they're like better than a Vidalia and Somebody up the road, way on up the other side, may have them. But if Melissa doesn't have them, they like won't buy them because they trust Melissa. And so they just that that's why I always tell 
I kind of, especially anybody new, I don't throw it on them, but I kind of help them like when they start out, like kind of, kind of keep up with them and get really close with them so that I can kind of give them a little bit of advice here or there to make sure they're successful and they're selling out every week. I tell them, I'm like, you know, take that minute to stand up and like talk to your people. Like it's so important to have any kind of, I said, you can talk about anything and it just doesn't, I have to remind myself that that doesn't come easy for everybody (laughs) because I could walk outside and I could make friends with anybody (laughs) because I talk to anybody like, you know, that's why I love social media because girl, I could talk, I can make friends with anybody. And, but some people like at the market, they're a little bit more on the shyer side or they'll get really, really nervous. And I try to kind of help them, you know, feel more comfortable so they can, when they talk to their customers, now I'm about to have a snack, they can, <laughs> they can form those relationships and stuff with them. And it just makes, it makes the market fun. That makes the customer get like a better experience. Oh because it's more memorable and that's like our main thing about the market i'm like i want people to have a memorable experience like a like make it a positive i guess i had it written down really nice i can't remember what it says but it's like making people have like a positive experience each week each week when they come in and whoa what is that you just stuffed that whole thing in my mouth like what and it just went all over me (laughs) Hey, but he's quiet. Yeah, it makes them, you know, it makes them have, I want them to come, like, have a really good experience and want to come back next week and get excited to come back next week. And that's one reason I'll tell you that we do this special program. And I don't, I was going to ask you, too, if y'all do a program called POP at y'all's farmer's market. I've never heard of it. So it's called Power of Produce. And we do it with kids. I think you can do it with any um, any age group you want. But at our market, we do it with kids 2 to 18. And all they have to do is it's, it's to encourage them to live healthier lifestyles and to make healthy choices. So we have like a vegetable or a piece of produce of the week. And we'll cut it up or whatever. And they have to come and taste oh. that piece of produce. And when they do, they get a $5 voucher to spend at the market. And um, what that that does, and one reason I like it is it gets the kids really excited to come every week because not only do they get to try something new that they may like, but they get to, you good? I thought that was him. It was your, was that your kid? (laughs) But um, anyway, it gets them super excited to come back, but it gives them $5 to go. They can buy anything healthy. So it can be, they can buy vegetable starts with it to grow their own plants. They can buy like produce. They can buy fruit. They can buy some, I have a vendor that sells like sugar-free stuff and gluten-free. They can buy any of that, anything healthy they can buy with it. And that's like $5. So you can spend, I mean, I've got people that have like six kids that'll come do it. That's like 30 bucks to spend in the farmer's market, you know? Yeah. And it makes a good, it makes a big impact. And where does the money come from for that? Like so we have guys? sponsors okay each year so right now we have like halifax county farm bureau um farm credit centera and optima health and j.e burden construction did us this year and there's different tiers you can do and you know we'll do different things like put their name on a banner advertise them on facebook more or you know whatnot and um Literally, 
I think this year we got two or three thousand dollars in in grant money. I'm just, he's like, I'm it's raining fruit snacks. Um, in grant money or not grant money and sponsor money. So if you think about that, five, divide, I can't do math, but divide that by five. Five. That's a good amount of money. Yeah. Kids, you get to you know feed. So that's how many like kids you get to feed, and I mean it really makes a big impact on our community because we're. We're a small town, so it's really nice. And then people that come from different towns come in. They, you know, they come in, and um, they're like, dang, you do this? Like, this is an awesome program. They want to keep coming back. And the reason that I like it is that not only is it getting kids really excited about coming to the farmer's market, but the money is going back to our local farmers. Yeah. So what my local farmers do is they keep up with those um, – those little vouchers and they put them all in a folder and we add them up and write them a check each week. So okay. they get the money, you know, to do it. So that's nice. I'll have to look into that. That's, that's an awesome program. Well, it's nice. And it get you know, it looks really good. I, th- I think the sponsors like doing it and it looks really, to me, it looks really good on any kind of business that wants the help of something like that. So they get, especially kind of with excited. kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I 10, 10 recommend it. And I like it because if I add up, I'll keep a track. We keep a track of how much we get each week. That's like, sometimes it's over a hundred, $200 more, you know, than that whatever else people buy. Cause I don't keep up with whatever. I mean, that's just the only way I can keep up with what kind of funding we do or right. money rolling around. So I'm like, people spent 200, just doing pop. You know, that's $200 worth of sales these farmers got to make. You know, not all of them individually, but that spread throughout. Like last week, I thought about it. We gave away those watermelons, and I had 60 watermelons. And each person had to spend $10 to get a watermelon. So that was like, what? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. $500? 600 Uh Get 60. 600. Yeah, that's right. 60. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I was so bad at math. You can blame it on the baby now. Yeah, I can blame it on all these kids sucking out my brain cells. But <laughs> but yeah, like that's $600 more our market did that week just because we did like a giveaway that cost us like $150 to do maybe. And see, I have grant money coming out from other places too. Like ChangeX does grants. Um Anywhere online, like that, I can find a decent grant to write up. I kind of like doing that, so I'll write up as many as I can do during the off season, just to get us funding to keep promoting, so that my farmers are able to make a living. Because I have some that do do it on the side, and it's just pocket money. But I have others that this is their bread and butter, and they've got to make a certain amount, or you know, they don't get to eat good. They have to eat hyenas for a week, you know? Yeah. Or not vainas. What's a good one? Like beans or something. I don't know. I don't ramen know if y'all noodles. Have I like ramen noodles, though, so I shouldn't throw them under there the bus. There you go. Ramen. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have vainas in Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't think so. I've never heard of that. Vainas are these little pieces. They're like they're like hot dogs that are this big almost, but they're it's like potted meat into this hot dog, and they're like six of them in this little can. Ew. And you take them out with a fork and eat them. And some people think they are like ribeye steak. <laughs> <laughs> and they want like barbecue sauce in there with them, but me, they're mushy. No girl. Uh, I, I think I'll yeah, I'll pass on those. <laughs> <laughs> People love them. I've got a teacher, like my ag teacher, is one of my best friends. Like 
she was my ag teacher in high school and now we like ride horses and drink together it's really fun and so she lives like 10 minutes from me and so my ag teacher loves freaking potted meat and bologna and I love bologna but I can't get down with potted meat it's like cat food dude it's like opening yeah. a can of cat food and eating it and I'm like oh. on a horse ride and she'll be over there drinking her Bud Lights or whatever and eating potted meat and I'm like how do you not have to like go in the woods like after eating Taco Bell right now? Well, maybe Ooh, she'll be a good customer for you then. Yeah, I'm like, good gracious, it's awful. Like, <laughs> uh, so when it comes to um, being in charge of the farmers market, what is your least favorite thing? <laughs> so my least favorite is, and don't get me wrong, it's really not that bad, but you have. People that you're gonna have people, you all kinds of kinds come as vendors and as customers, and you're always gonna have somebody that has something like negative to say, and they always say it when you're like working your hardest sometimes. And I'm just happy that my farmers market, they really appreciate me. They're always telling me I'm doing a good job. They really empower me and encourage me. So it's great. But you're always gonna have somebody that's not happy with what's going on or what it's doing and they'll try to be like a Debbie Downer on me. And and sometimes, especially when in my mind when oh hold on. In my mind when things get like really, really busy in my life, it it'll kinda and I have anxiety really bad. So sometimes that is such a buzz kill that it puts me in a funk mm-hmm. that I don't want to be in. And I have to really hold on. I have to really talk myself through that song, you know? Hold on one second. I'm going to put him on the floor and give him a guitar. Give him a guitar. So you going to play music for us? He loves, he loves to play the guitar, guys. Oh, what a talented little man. They, they love music. So, yeah, I, have, I actually have the other ones in music lessons now since I homeschooled. So I started homeschooling last year, so I'm like, Bless your heart. Homeschool and farmer's market, farm, septic business, trying to keep myself alive. Pregnant. Pregnant, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do, I'm telling you, I'm going to do a TikTok and I'm going to be sitting there and I'm going to have like one of the kids handed me stuff. And then I'm going to have the word for every little thing. And then when it comes up, like, you know, baby number four, I'm just going to have like Hiroshima Nagasaki, like a graphic from it or something that would be the coolest tiktok i just got to figure out my skills hey sh- sorry my oldest is left i have to figure out my editing skills so that i can do that because i'm not yeah, very TikTok's TikTok. hard yeah dude anything that takes me more than like 20 minutes to figure out i'm like Help me out, do i yeah. have time for this <laughs> all right well i won't keep you much longer um i guess my final question what for people that sell at farmers markets um what would your number one piece of advice be for someone that is like new to going to farmers markets i think my biggest piece of advice is to number one don't be scared because everybody at the farmers market puts their pants on one leg at a time just like you do like don't be scared and don't don't let your anxiety get the best of you because i remember when i first started going all week long from like Wednesday to Friday, I was like talking myself out of going on Saturday. I would <laughs> like blow my, in my mind, I would be like freaking myself out. And then I would go on Saturday. And after I went, I'd be happy as heck. And I was so glad that I went. 
But from Wednesday to Friday, I was literally doing everything in my power to try to talk myself out of going. Why? Anxiety. That's all I can blame it on. I have no idea why, but I was, was the exact I would, same way. I would tell them like, you know what? Just, Hey, you're good. I would tell them just stay confident. And it's all about, it's all about making a positive relationship with people. And when it comes to your product, always stand behind your product and bring the best you can bring. Like when you bring something, don't ever, I I don't want to say half-ass, but that's the only word I can think of. Don't half-ass it, like bring the best of the best and you put your whole heart into it. And when people, people are going to notice that passion and they're going to see that passion and they're going to know that you're passionate about your product. And that's going to, that's going to be one of the main reasons you sell because people like to see people doing things they love. And if you love doing it and if you, you're passionate about like growing your beef and you're passionate about your cows and you know, your practices and you're bringing your best product there, they're going to say, dude, this girl right here works so hard and we want to support her. And especially if you put your kids in it, girl, if you got kids, let me tell you, put them up in there because that kid sell anything. My kid sells eggs. I put one Facebook ad up one time or it wasn't even an ad. It was like a post saying Ryan wanted to go to the farmer's market with me one Saturday. So I was like, okay, you want me to advertise your eggs for you? You know, cause he wanted to be the one that brings it. It was his thing that week. Girl, he sold like 35 dozen and then people were calling and wanting to more. So yeah, if you got kids and don't, don't, you know, no shame in your game. Put them I noticed, uh, I can't imagine bringing my kids to the market, maybe when they're a little bit older, but I um, made some cards that just had like um, some pictures from around the farm, but then I put a family picture on it. And it was just like, you know, thank you for supporting our, our family or whatever. But the amount of people that would pick up the card and be like, oh, is this your family? Like, you've got kids? And like, it's just, I don't yeah. know. People they just, love it. Yeah. So and they I, love making that connection because then not they, they start comparing you to kind of like them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I've got kids. Oh, my God. She's got kids. Like, one of my best friends that I met at the farmer's market, she comes every single week. And she brings her three little girls. She just had her third one. And it's funny because I have three little boys. And so that was one of the first things that we kind of learned about each other is that, you know, we both had kids and, you know, we, we just got to be, to be honest with you, I'm going to be really honest with you. This girl's been coming for a year. I didn't, my, me having no brain at all anymore. I didn't know her first name. I did not know her first. I knew her kids names. I knew that she came every week. But I didn't know her name until I literally found out we went to the same hairdresser and I called my hairdresser and I was like, who is this woman? And I had to describe her and she was like, oh, I know her. And she told me her name. And I was like, I didn't want to ask her because I've not, she's come every week. Like, why do I not know? But, but it's a good, ex- I like, I always encourage even wholesale farmers, like a lot of wholesale farmers, I love them to death, but some of them, like, especially around here, kind of don't like the farmer's market because of tons of different reasons. And I always tell them, I'm like, listen, the farmer's market is a piece of the puzzle that feeds all the communities. And it's so important to have that piece because if we just had wholesalers and grocery stores, no, I mean, not, not nobody, but there wouldn't be as many people wanting to learn and would know about farmers in general. Mm -hmm. I always tell them, I'm like, you know, you might not be super happy because you know, 
we're kind of like the little people, you know, but we're needed because we want, we want people to be educated about farms and farmers. And if more people were educated about it, you know, I feel like they'd have a lot more, a lot different opinions about food and GMOs and organic stamps. Well, I've always said, I mean, a lot of people say it, but if we're not telling our story, someone else is going to be telling it and mm-hmm. they're not going to be telling it how we want them to. So that's mm-hmm. why I think it's so important, not only for farmers markets, but, you know, having a presence on social media and, and all that stuff. It's important for us to tell our story because consumers want to know, and they have a right to know like how their food is being made. And if we're not going to take the time to do it, then someone else is, and they're probably not going to have the same mindset as we do. You know, and they're going to be trying to rescue all the all the veal cows that you have. <laughs> yes, yes, my dang veal animals. <laughs> all right, well, before I let you go, um, do you just want to tell everyone where we can find you on like Instagram or if the farmers market has any social media presence? I don't know why he's trying to explode. Yeah, he's over there yelling. Um, yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Harris Homesteader. That's my Instagram. Yeah. At Harris Homesteader. That's what it is. And I don't know why I can, I mean, I'm a little bit of a homesteader. I think it just sounded good. So <laughs> it does. It, it rolls off the tongue. Nice. It, it, it rolled off the tongue. So at Harris Homesteader and on Facebook, I, I think it's Harris Homesteader as well. Oh, and I have a YouTube. I forgot about my YouTube I'm, and I'm getting more into posting on YouTube. Let me grab him. Look, you like counting up boss waters. <laughs> so, um, so on YouTube, that's Harris Homesteader as well. Be sure to like and subscribe because we like making. My son actually, he's six. He just started making videos on his little tablet, and I'm literally about to start posting them because it's comedy gold, man. <laughs> I mean, it's ow, put me. It's it's really good. <laughs> There you go. Are you ready to go eat lunch? I better go feed him. Like, <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, hop on the podcast with us. Well, um, I'm excited. I really appreciate it because I listen to y'all like every week. Good. <laughs>